up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. We're a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to revisit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I'm going to bring in Kate. Kate, glad to see you this evening. Yeah, good to see you too, brother. Next, we've got Peter. Pete, welcome back. Hey, and uh, I didn't want to break out the loft cat again, uh, especially since we're mostly talking about the reluctant dragon. So I got this guy. The, he doesn't really want to come on, though. And like, not really. He doesn't mind being a dragon. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's he's just it's just a dragon. It's not really a reluctant one. So a dragon, a dragon. I swear. Oh, wrong movie. Sorry. Um, it's the flagon with the dragon. No. <laughs> also wrong movie. Also wrong. Uh, yeah. Also wrong movie. Uh, that's okay. You know, it's a brazzle dazzle day. So here we go. Uh, and last we've got Steve. Steve. Good Hi, everyone. Hey. Happy to be here. Um, if you've not already, please like, subscribe, share. That way you'll never miss any of our episodes. We've got some real fun ones coming up. We've also got some ones that are, you know, going to go Less way fun. back to the vault. <laughs> no, they're always fun. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yes. And and Kate's giving those of you who can see it a clue on what it might be here in a couple weeks. Choo, choo, choo. Choo, choo, choo. The train movie? Um, <laughs> no, that was this time. Uh, no, it, something about a fox so cunning and free. So anyway, um, this week we are looking at going back into the vault again. We've been doing this a lot lately because there hasn't been much new coming out. Um. And looking at The Reluctant Dragon, it is a a movie from 1941. It essentially is a tour of the 1940 Walt Disney Studios. Uh, these are the studios. This is the new studio complex that Walt had built. Um, this movie was essentially brought out because they needed to make a cheap feature to try and make some money because they had all of a sudden lost all of Europe. Um, because you know war. Yep. Um, it also came out in the middle of the 1941 strike. Yep. So it was filmed in uh, was filmed in late 40, early 41. But then, oh wow, okay, I didn't yeah. realize it. I thought it was filmed after the war. No, huh? Yeah, 1941. Um, Walt ended up losing about half his staff from that strike. Um, in and the tricky part was half of them had to be union and half of them had to be non-union that he lost. So he had to take back like people he didn't because he wanted to cut loose all the union people because, you know, they betrayed him. Well, right. he was told he couldn't do that. Yeah. So um, in this, it, it features some uh, some animation. A lot of live action follows Robert Benchley as he's trying to sell the book, The Reluctant Dragon, throughout the story. Um, features um, 
animation from different upcoming, kind of animation from different upcoming Disney features. It kind of had some Casey Jr. stuff in it, but that was never actually in Dumbo. It had had the first ever goofy how-to cartoon. The How to Ride a Horse was the first ever how-to cartoon from Goofy. Um, and it was also the first Disney movie that included voice credits for the actors. Before this, they didn't really say, you know, who voiced anybody. But in this one, because yeah. they featured Clarence Nash, because they featured all the different people, they actually they actually had them show up and the credits. And after this, they continued to do that. Um, so, going to kind of combine our our normal good and bad questions into this one, and I'm going to start with you, Pete. Was the okay? Not the cartoon just at the end, but was the entire show a hit or a flop? Oh, I personally think it was a hit. Um, I really enjoyed the the backstage scene. Now, I, I also have to say, like I've done the I've toured the studios, and like it's the same. Like where okay, they don't do animation there anymore, but the Disney Studios is the same lot that at this time was, you know, only like a year or two old. And so seeing some of the shots and everything like that and having been there, it's really cool. Um, but even so, I thought they did it in a way that was very informative, taught you about the different stages of film animation, um, you know, kind of almost like a prelude to what the Disneyland show would eventually be with talking about, um, you know, what would they were developing for Disneyland and everything like right. that. So this was really the first time they did that. Now, Walt is like barely in this, but they do spend a lot of time in different things. I also uh, kind of enjoyed um, the shift from black and white to color. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'm sure other people would have mentioned that, but like they, they kind of did a like little wizard of Oz thing where it started out in black and white, maybe the first 20, 25 minutes and then About 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then it shifted to color and you know, it kind of went along with the history that they were showing of, of how things were done. So I really, this is the second time I've seen this and I still, I find all that stuff fascinating. So it's a hit for me. What about you, Steve? Actually, I'm more on the side of flop because I think overall the, the concept of the movie just sort of fell apart. Like I look at into each individual part and I like each individual part, but I'm looking at the movie as a whole. I would say it's a flop. So the sum of the parts was not greater than than the entire thing. So, you know, like, I'm, I like I am really surprised at that only because I know how big of a Donald Duck fan you are. Well, like again, I loved seeing Clarence Nash doing his thing and I I loved each individual part, but if I'm looking at the movie as a whole, that's where I'm saying I don't think Got the concept it. worked for it. Okay. Yeah. Right. Each individual thing has its own merits and I like there, but the movie as a whole, I'm pulling the whole entire movie. Did not like it. Interesting. Um, as a whole, I think it's a hit. I think it is. I think if you are a fan of old Disney animation or the animation process in general, this is a must watch. I think it's an absolute must watch at least once to see how Disney how Disney back then went through the process and 
in reality, guys, it hasn't changed much today. Um, they still do the storyboards. I mean, for rides, for everything, they're all treated as, as shows. So, um, was some of it a little forced? Yes. I mean, over half the people, the people who worked in the studio were actually actors and actresses that were in like other movies and such. Um, especially the, the, the girl, the girl. Doris. Yeah. Doris was actually a known actress at that point in time. Um, were there also a few ethnically insensitive shots? Absolutely. Um, We're not talking about the bad yet, Derek. No, this is this is both. Yes, it is. This is the good and the bad. Oh, oh, yeah, this is the good and the bad. So, um, the the baby wound weems segment definitely had a few, yeah, stere- stereotypical um, <laughs> caricatures that are not exactly appropriate today. Yes, um, sure. Which part? The, the baby weems baby weems segment. The, the storyboard, the storyboard cartoon. Storyboards. I see. Thank you. Um, and there was a shot while they were drawing the elephant that wasn't exactly kosher, if you will. But as a whole, I think this works. Is the reluctant dragon cartoon itself good? No, it's not. <laughs> um, but as you said, it was interesting to see a very young Walt Disney. In this, we're so used to seeing him starting in 1955 of on Disneyland, where or 54, I guess. But this was 1940. This is a very young Disney. Um, interesting fact: the the dopey, the famous street sign of Dopey Avenue and Mickey Way or whichever one it is, mm-hmm. was actually made for this movie, and they just left it. Oh, cool! So, um, I mean, I said, is it? constantly re- repeatable no not really to me but is it something that everyone should see at least once absolutely kate which way are you gonna go yeah so if it was so if it was just about the reluctant dragon it's a complete flop and you know i i was gonna say it's a hit like a, a really big hit but steve kind of swayed me a little bit <laughs> because while there were parts <clears throat> that were really good, um, I loved watching how they did some of the voice or the sound effects. Um, I'm looking down because I actually made a list so that I could remember. Uh, there, It was really cool as someone who did work for the Disney company for so long. Um, I feel like if there is a video of Walt Disney, I've probably seen it at some point. And this was really cool to see this and be like, oh my God, I like Casey and I watched it together and I just kept going, he's so young. He's uh-huh. so young. He's so young. Yeah. And still like, like this is, this is going to sound weird. And maybe I'm the only one who noticed this, but when he sat down, he like pulled his leg up <laughs> into the chair but not like in like crisscross applesauce like in this like weird it was very it was a very childlike moment to yes, me yes it was it, it was yes. very child or like that that teenage girls type you know yeah it was very childlike and so and i loved seeing that um but there were a few things that kind of um made me kind of go 
Now, I will say, I thought this was made post-World War II. And I don't know. I mean, we live in such a different world now. I don't know how fast pictures and everything were getting to um, the home front from what was going on in the war. But there was something that caught me off guard that I wasn't expecting. And maybe this is super weird. But the guy who was supposed to be like showing him taking him to Walt and he kept getting lost Uh had a Mickey patch right here. Mm -hmm. And it just reminded me so much of the, the patches that the Nazis wore. (laughs) And I understand Um, that that is like super like, okay, okay, that's not the same. But knowing, go ahead, Derek. I was going to say, well, that actually was the uniform that the traffic boys used to wear. So so that was, it just, Stood out to me yeah. with what was going on in that era. I get that. At that exact time, especially since it was only 41 or 40. Like, I was like, did no one see a problem with this? But obviously, different time. Um, I agree that uh, the character caricature was a bit problematic. However, I didn't see it. I saw it as making fun of the main character and, and him being a jerk not making fun of a certain race of people. Which caricature are you talking about? I'm the talking elephant about, one. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the the, the one that the uh, Asian American lady was drawing. That oh, no, 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 no. No, I was talking about the one, no, um, the one with the, the looks like Robert Benchley. No, that's done for that's done for humor. Okay, okay. I, I thought, okay. The, the, the fact that the Asian American is drawing a quote, coolly elephant with a little rice hat and the Chinese. Yeah, symbol. that wasn't great. Mm. And and the way that they had that um, <sighs> actress speak. Like the way that she delivered yeah. her line was very clearly not great. Very typical. Yeah. Yeah. It was not great. Um, and kind of the only other, like, not great was um, kind of how he talked to the, the girl, the actress uh, who was like, he just, there were some a little, lines. A little, bit of, a little bit of like, ooh, you're really cute. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Just like that, that nowadays would be like, mm. nowadays might be not great, but it <laughs> at wasn't. Least, it really at least he wasn't. wasn't her, at least he wasn't her boss. Well, and I was going to say, yeah. at least that is nothing compared to like some of the stuff from movies back then. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Just, In fact, that was just. Oh yeah, you're really cute. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Sure. Right. In <laughs> fact, I was expecting it to be way worse because of the disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah, it did. I was expecting it to be. It did have the outdated representations thing, but anything that has any kind of outdated will include that now on Disney Plus. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but, but overall, I thought it was quite interesting. I'm actually a little bit surprised that they have not made more, uh, that they didn't make more things like this. Um, because it was a flop. I'm sorry. It, it, it was it, a flop. It only made like oh. two hundred thousand. Uh, uh, it cost six hundred to make. Domestic gains were four fifty, so it still lost about a hundred. Oh, lost money. Okay. Um, but, but overall was like nine hundred, so it actually overall did make was nine hundred. So once it could get out of the United States, it ended up at least breaking even or a little bit more. But yeah, you're right, Steve. This right. was not a commercially <laughs> successful film, mainly because people expected. 
an animated feature. They had just had Snow White and they had just had um, Bambi. Uh, no, they hadn't had Bambi. Dumbo. Yet. They had just had Pinocchio. Oh, this was pre-Bambi? This was pre-Bambi, pre-Dumbo. Ooh, it's when okay. it, was, it was filmed pre-Bambi, pre-Dumbo, pre-Fantasia. That's why the Bambi little character that flop, flop, flopped around was in there. That's why the Casey Jr. scene was in there. That's why three of the big things that he sees when you see the little banquettes were from Fantasia because it was also used. That's why you saw a Captain Hook in there is because Peter Pan was already in production. Yeah, I mean, that that was one of the things I wanted to mention that was really cool is the maquettes. I don't know if you saw there was Lady and the Tramp maquettes. Mm -hmm. There was Peter Pan maquettes. Those are movies that were not for another 10, 15 years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so that's how long a lot of movies were in production uh, in the the animated studio. And often often are. It's very common with animation for very long uh, production schedules uh i did want to mention uh, you know i only, i was pretty positive on my initial i did want to say i agree with you derek reluctant dragon is not good no and to me baby weems is worse so that to me baby is the weems two went on too long baby weems went on too long yeah, yeah the two i agree those, those two parts of this are to me what i would like if i if i ever felt like going back to it uh, and this is again second time I watch it. I watched the whole thing. If I ever felt like going back to in the future, I would probably fast forward through those two things um, and yeah. just watch the wretch. The goofy, the goofy short was pretty good. I yes. did enjoy that. Um, and as I said, everything else, but those, the baby weems and the reluctant dragon were interesting thing about the uh, goofy short. So that, again, as I said, that was the first of the how to goofy shorts when. And so that was obviously the first one that that narrator that ended up doing a bunch of the how-to goofies did it. When he recorded the narration, he did not, after recording the narration, they had to tell him, oh, by the way, this is for the next how-to, this is for a goofy short. Because you'll notice, he always reads those, for the most part, at least on the early ones, he always reads those straight. Like they're very serious. Um, Some of them, a little bit later, not so much. but. This is one where where he actually had to be told afterwards, oh, by the way, this is for a goofy short. And the voice of the horse in that? Clarence, Clarence Nash. Nash. Mm. Now, part of the reason, and part of the reason Goofy doesn't, they do the how-to things, and Goofy doesn't speak a lot. His voice actor was not available. At the, it, there was a stretch of time where Pinto Kolvig was not on the Disney payroll or was not available. So that's when they really went to the how-to shorts because all you really need is his <laughs> and then that's all you really need from him because you know he falls at some point on most of them. Yes. So okay. So it did take us on a tour of the Disney studio back then. And part of the reason was yes, he did actually do this a little bit because he kept getting so many requests for studio tours that while they were while they were out for making trying to make money on this, it was actually a point of he was getting tired of people asking him for a studio tour. So, Kate, I'm going to start with you on this one. Which part of the studio tour was most interesting to you? Um, uh, There were so many. Anytime that it was... Well, God, there's like... Ah, okay. Um, My first one was the woman who was singing... I don't think she was Clara Cluck. Yes, she but, was. 
she was Clara Cluck. The, the woman looked like Clara Cluck. <laughs> like mm-hmm. she and just watching that. Yep. Because I just, I guess I just never thought that, like, oh, wait, that's a person. Like, <laughs> but, and that, like. And not only a person, a famous opera singer. Like, it just, that was so, that was so cool to watch. Um, that was one of my top. Another one of my top was um, when, oh, I can't, I can't remember. Was he drawing Pluto, maybe? <laughs> Yeah, and he was uh, yes. looking at himself in the, in the mirror. And I looked at Casey and I said, even the animators' faces are animated. Like, it's so cool to watch. And just like they're they're animated. It gave me very um uh Donald O'Connor yes. vibes yeah, from Singing in the Rain. Um, so those two definitely stuck out in my head, and then uh, just the childlike nature of Walt was just okay. and like how the guy kept handing Walt things and just uh, I think those three really stood out to me. I liked watching the, the train, seeing how they made the train sounds and then watching the cartoon of it, knowing what was happening. So those were mine. I, I, I thought all of it was really cool, to be honest. Pete, what about you? I'm fascinated by the multiplane camera. I mean, they really only used that for a few years um, because it was pretty expensive to do those kind of shots. But I mean, that was created for Fantasia and Bambi, and 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 really, uh, I don't think. I don't think what was the first thing it was used on? Flowers? No, the old red mill. The old, the mill. old mill. Yeah, the old mill short. Yeah, yeah. Um. And it's just so cool the way they can make it feel like you're moving forward through the screen with those mm-hmm. kind of shots and how just just seeing how, like this huge apparatus. And I mean, they didn't I, I wish they had shown more how it worked mm-hmm. than they did. I mean, they just kind of looked through it. And but um, that that to me, that that multiplane camera is like the coolest thing. So that's mine. What about you, Steve? Um, mine was the multi facet camera like that because i remember don't they have a one of those at walt disney world and hollywood studios in yes, the walkthrough for a while yeah, they do so um just seeing how that works model of really, it or something yeah. yes like that but really the foley thing with the casey train of showing it how it all works showing the scene going back and forth and realizing that they're matching it up to match the film and i guess how it runs like smoothly. And then of course, seeing Clarence Nash do Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then talking about how he comes up with it and how he pulls it off. Um, just found that fascinating. So those would be my three. Derek, what about yeah. you? Um, even if it was painfully obvious that he and the guy who did Clark Luck were lip syncing at that point. <laughs> I mean, um, because the idea behind that was they were essentially in theory, recreating something they had done from Barnyard Opera. Well, they were actually singing a different piece than they sang in Barnyard Opera, but that was the idea behind it, was they were recreating something that they had done previously. Um, for me, um, part of it is I love seeing, honestly, the Ink and Paint Girls as far as how the black was on the... If you looked at it, the black was on the 
sell first. That way they don't have to be quite as precise with their painting on the back. Right. Just she can you can paint over a couple different colors and it doesn't really matter because when you turn it over, it looks like Bambi. Um as opposed to having to, you know, draw it completely it's faster that way if you do it if you do all the black first and then just paint over what's not black. Um and then honestly, I love the storyboard session. Um, because that again it shows how they go, you know, start all the way, going all the way through. Now, in reality, in theory, they showed Baby Weems as like one big storyboard. What they actually showed would have been like six storyboards. Right. Um, but that's how they did movies back then. Is you And even their uh, cartoons, anything like that, it was you storyboarded everything, and they still do. So... Yeah, well, it's what's interesting is from Walt really developed that storyboarding concept or the Disney animation studios. I don't want to solely right, give Walt yeah. credit. It's done everywhere now in all movies. And, and that really went to like Hitchcock did it. It took, you yes. know, took it from animation and then Spielberg. And then now pretty much, um, you know, just about any movie that has any kind of special effects has, shot for shot storyboards that they they yeah. they storyboard it first then they pre-visit which basically means they they pre-animate it before they shoot it so they know exactly what they're going to shoot i mean exceptions in like you know period pieces and things without a lot of uh, right, a yeah. lot of effects but like everybody storyboards now so yeah okay so our as we usually do we have some kind of an extension question the extension question is, where would you like to go behind the scenes today? What would you like to see a behind the scenes feature or feature of today? Steve, I'm going to start with you. Oh, so I took this question differently because I've been thinking about this all day. It would be oh, okay. the Imagineering of when they're building a ride, because um, I went to a convention and we got to see how they did um, Runaway Railroad, how they had additionally tested some screens that flip. So like the trees are screens and then they flip. So that's how they're able to change the screen so quickly of just the process of when they have a mock-up and they're testing things and how they came to do that, or definitely like the model shop. Because I know originally they build models that are the full ride and walking through. So that's where I would fa be fascinated by. Um, just from like the Imagineering story, all the creative process of how they get there for an attraction. So that's what I would be fascinated with. Okay. For me, I would say, I would say, A, I always loved the, when they used to do special effects with practical models and practical effects, they used to have a couple of TV shows that would go behind the scenes. Like I specifically remember the ones of how they did the, the speed bus jump and a couple of those that to me were absolutely fascinating. Now, the fact that they don't really use models as much anymore, it's, it's, and I think that's to the detriment. Um, because honestly, if you go back and look at the S Star Wars prequels, what we all thought was amazing CGI back then is really bad right now. It looks so cartoony. It looks so, especially like the stormtroopers look terrible now. And although today, 
I don't care how many people it was, they would have people in costumes because they've come to realize that that doesn't work as well. Um, for me today, I would like to go behind some of the practical makeup effects. Um, just because I think that's an area that hasn't been explored as much. Now, granted, you can't do a whole lot with someone just sitting in a chair and do time-lapse videos of them getting in their makeup. But things with that have like some of the little motors and gizmos that moves parts of the head, like headdresses around and that kind of stuff, I think would be really interesting to see that I haven't seen a lot of stuff out there on that. That would be sort of like the werewolf in London scene that was all done. I think if I'm correct with practical effects. Yeah. Sort of like that fascination, how they pulled it off. Yeah. Yeah. So Kate, how about you? What would you like to go? What would you like to see how it's done? Yeah. Um, I would love to go and be in the room um, when they're doing the voiceover work for an animated movie, specifically like Josh Gad doing um, Olaf or I mean, I wish I could have been in the room when Robin Williams recorded. Have you seen some of those clips? I have, but I would like to see it live. Like I'd like to see them have to like repeat things and see how they match it up. Um, I would have loved to have been in the room when Robin Williams recorded the genie. And I will Uh, say, Kate, on that though, they don't match it up anymore. They record first and then animate to the voices. They used to do it where you animated first and then you had to say it to the animation. They figured out, especially post Robin Williams, it's you take the voices and then you animate to the voices. Beauty and the Beast was done everything to the voices because that's how characters can ad lib. Is you know the flowers, chocolates, promises you don't intend to keep line from Cogsworth, which is probably the favorite, my favorite line of the entire movie. Um, But they actually do do it now with whatever the (laughs) voice do do. You're welcome. He said do do. <laughs> what did this exactly that you do do? <laughs> anyway, and then I'm also with Steve. I would love to to be in the room uh yeah. during like the making of a ride and the theming and everything. So that's me. Yeah, I would I would I'm a, I'm on that. Steve already took mine. Imagineering that stuff fascinates me so much. And oh man, sorry about this. <laughs> Come on. Um uh, you know, I, I again I, I I did a backstage magic, so we did get to go to um Imagineering, and that was one of the best days of my life seeing some of the stuff they showed us. But to see sure like your wife and daughter will love to hear that 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 was one of the best not, not today no they're they're no they're 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 ahead but but like top five uh you know yeah, fair enough. the day i got married the day my daughter was born the day we went to imagineering um oh the day i got engaged uh, that'd be number four <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to this yolana um the uh um but no, I mean, you know, we got to we got to see a lot of backstage stuff, but I would love to like really see them see something where they really got into a single ride construction. Like they always show things just kind of like, you know, here's what we did, like the Imagineering story, like everything's very high level. I'd love to see let's go in depth into 
here's how we designed it and how we made it and everything like that for, for like one specific ride. I think that would be really cool. Coming up that would be to me fascinating. They're going to be retheming dinosaurs, Indiana Jones. Show me that process. Show me ripping that out, reprogramming the cars and sending it through. Cause it's the same track. And that would be a very basic one to start at, but show me, we know what it was like. We know what it's going to be like. How do you get there? Right. You, you could you could do so many shows oh, yeah. like that, and I think people would love to see that. So I think you could you could do that as a continuing um, series yeah. or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, totally, totally understand that. So as we always do, we give movies complete seasons of series that we watch a pixie dust rating out of five. Kate, what are you giving the Reluctant Dragon as a whole movie? Uh, I'll give it a. If it was just like, uh, can I go last? No, it's fine. I'll give it. See, a three. this was my point. You can go last. No, it's fine. I'll get. I want to. Well, it's hard because there were parts of it that were so interesting and that were just like I was like, I want more of that. I want more of that. Like, show me more of that. But then there were parts that were problematic and just like. I could I didn't care during the actual anime except for the part where Donald was like I pick up my foot I put my foot down <laughs> like made me laugh out loud and the part with the train but the part with the train was interesting because they had just showed me like how they make the sound and how so because of that I'll give it a 3 Yeah I I'm I'm actually with you, Kate. I'm gonna give it a three overall. The reluctant dragon short itself would be a two, but the overall uh presentation of the show, I will give a three. And I'm going with two and a half, because from my earlier comment, I feel like there's parts that bring the overall film bring it down. There's some amazing parts like the sound effects, um, the goofy seeing Donald Duck, but overall, two and a half for me. Okay. Um, for me, I'm going to say, to me, it's got to be a three, only because a th- it doesn't have the rewatchability, to be perfectly honest for me. That's, um, that's the problem, yeah. Yeah, that's the problem. Um it's a three with a caveat that this needs to be on everyone's must watch list once. I'll give you that. Um, so it's, it's, it's a three with an asterisk that I wanted to give it like a three and a half or a four, but I cannot rewatch this. Like I last saw it 20 years ago. And if I don't see it for another 20 years, I'm fine. Yeah. I probably um, saw it about five years ago and it was okay, but yeah, I, I would agree. It's not, it's not something I would revisit. No, it, it, and I remembered all of it. So it's one of those <laughs> where it, again, it, to me, it's a, it's a three. I can't go any higher just because it's not rewatchable at all. Yeah. Okay. okay. This week, we are also discussing Ahsoka episode four, and we're going to bring our producer, Gina. Gina, how are you doing this evening? Good. Thanks for having me. Excited to talk about my favorite thing, the Star Wars universe. Oh, Gina, <laughs> you need to get out more. Um, <laughs> so, 
Ahsoka episode four, I, as I've said, back to the future, because the bottom line is not much happens, not much happens, not much happens. They send the, the hyperspace circle takes off. And that whole scene was terrible, by the way, of, you know, basically it reminded me so much of Top Gun. Oh, my God. They threw, flew through the hyper circles jet wash. So they all died. Um, but at the end, she goes back into the world between worlds. That is, we don't know where it is. And more importantly, you don't know when it is because time doesn't mean anything there. And at the very end, we see Hayden Christensen in theory, de-aged. If that was de-aged, they really need to work on their technology because he looked <laughs> old. He looked really old in that one, which is interesting because he doesn't get to look old in reality. Right. So, Gina, thoughts well, on episode four? Oh, yes. So, I enjoyed this episode thoroughly. Let me tell you why this episode was amazing. Again, Dave Filoni loves us and wants us to be happy. So, he throws back things all the time. The use of the um, lightsabers, that lightsaber fight was amazing. It took up a lot of time. The action was fabulous. The world, yeah. Okay, I would say the lightsaber fight with Ahsoka and the guy with the beard was good. Yes. The one with the two girls was not. That one, eh, but I loved, I was talking about Balin and Ahsoka. Well, that but, was the, but they went yeah. back and forth, so you can't say the lightsaber fight. Okay, the one with Balin and Ahsoka. was good. Okay, I loved the lightsaber fight with Balin and Ahsoka. I loved it. That okay. was bringing us back to our Star Wars days, back to the good fighting, the good choreography. The other thing that I lo- loved is the World Between Worlds, because again, you had to have watched Rebels to know about that. So I loved that, like, Segway, he's just really tapping into people who have watched, and you know that the end is going to be Thrawn and Ezra. We know that now. He's really showing us we are going to see Ezra. We are going to see Thrawn. Well, yeah, we know that now. Was that ever in doubt? What? But what I like is I was worried it was going to be like, okay, episode eight. Minute, Harry, here's yeah. Thrawn, and now it feels like we're halfway yeah. through. Yes, and we're gonna we're gonna we are definitely get- seeing Thrawn. Right, we're gonna hopefully get to him sooner because yes. I wa- I wanted that sooner Me too. Because then the story after that is what's most interesting. Because that's exactly Pete, what I was trying to say is we know now for sure we are seeing at least Thrawn. Ezra might yeah. be dead. Ezra might they might kill him in the next thing. I don't know, but I know, but I know. I would Thrawn, be very surprised if Ezra is dead. Yeah. No, I just that's my like that's the throw it all away. Ezra's dead. Dead. You're dead. But oh, I see. we are for sure going to see Thrawn and we are for sure going to start the heir to the empire. So I'm super excited about that. Anyway, those are my thoughts on this. Okay, Kate, your turn. Um, no, <laughs> this, <PowerPoint. laughs> this was a good, it, it, it was one of the better episodes of this. Um, I still struggle with brooding Ahsoka. Um, <laughs> especially yeah. and it. here's where it was hard for me because I I did watch some Clone Wars before Casey and I were like this is awful and we mm-hmm. quit um, and he calls her snip, snips, snips right mm-hmm. and um, this was where it was hard for me because I was like oh, well maybe I'm just being too hard and then when she woke up at the end and he was like hey snips and she said uh was it master? Is that what she said? Right. Yeah. And it didn't sound right. 
Like the way she said it didn't sound right. And I had too much alcohol that I missed something here. (laughs) It it didn't sound right because I know what it sounds like from from Clone Wars and from Rebels. And so um, I think this might have to be a show that I need to go back and rewatch again from the beginning. I feel like I might actually enjoy this show if I just freaking understood it. If I just understood who everybody was and didn't get them all confused. And- no, that's that's why that's why I keep saying this is such a love letter to to us. That, yeah. that that's who it's for. And yeah. that's also a negative because I know a lot of people are like, what the heck is going on? Who cares? Who cares? And I'm sure that that's what people feel yeah. about like if they Marvel. were to watch um Casey, what Marvel. was the, the Marvel? Uh, um, Marvel. <laughs> Marvel, but with with Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and the Defenders, like, right. like that's such a deep cut. But like, we loved it. Mm-hmm. But you, I mean, that's so so deep in the Marvel weeds yeah. that it, even if you're just a Marvel movie watcher, you're gonna be like, I don't understand, but. But once you, it's just, yeah. So anyway, what do you, uh, I yeah, there, go ahead. There, there's a lot of this is definitely deep in the weave in the, in the weeds. Cause like, um, I agree with what Gina said about the, the I, I liked all three of the fights. Um, you had the, f- the fight with the inquisitor. She kills the inquisitor and he like, he's a, he's basically like, uh, like a Dathomir ghost or, mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, you only know that if you've watched rebels and rebels. clone wars, you know, like, why is this guy like turning to dust? Okay. And so you have to know that she's a Dathomir witch and she is basically, he's basically, he's basically a zombie. Basically that, that guy that died is a zombie. Um, but again, without having that lore, you don't know that you're like, what the hell's going on? Um, I actually even liked the Sabine. Um, uh, I can't remember Art. the girl's name. Blonde girls. Yeah, I don't know her name. <laughs> fight, cool. even though I I agree it wasn't great, but part of it is that Sabine is not very good, you know. So it's you know her trying to be more defensive, and I, the the as I said the Ahsoka uh, Balin fight great like like she starts out strong but he just basically overpowers her um with strength and it's it's two very different fighting techniques that his his is just his is just able to overpower her um you know the whole world between world worlds thing I'm, i'm not sure how i feel about that because for her just to like appear there i i gotta I got to see what happens exactly, but, um, but yeah, it's how did she get there? We don't right, know. Right. How did she, she get there? Told. Right. Because apparently she we, fell into a portal, but we don't know. Well, we don't know, we but, don't know. But, but that's, I mean, we've only seen the world between worlds once and we did as a group, we watched that one episode of rebels. That's the only time that's ever appeared. I'm so glad um, <laughs> Filoni has said that like time it's, it's not time travel. It's, it's the ability, ability to access memories wow. and things like that in realms yeah so um Love it. i 
we'll we'll see what happens in the next episode but i loved this episode sorry guys i loved this loved uh three and four i loved the first two episodes were a little slow i am i am all in on this steve what about you um i've enjoyed it i'm so glad i watched rebels um because been helping the husband like especially when they went into the other world he went what's going on (laughs) And and, and i can quickly explain um one of my favorite, I sort of liked the fight with Sabine, especially when she's putting out her force and the other whatever her said, you don't have the like force, you, yeah. you don't have the force or something. Yeah. And and she had a little weapon that shot out. So yeah. she has her Mandalorian skills. I did like, yes. I, yeah. did I, I like that. Um, that. My thing at the very end was, where's Ezra? Because if you remember the prior episode, Ezra found Ahsoka. So I'm thinking, where's Ezra coming? Where's Ezra? But instead we got Anakin, so but I'm enjoying it. Well, they they flew Garrett. through the thing, so we know they're gonna see us right. Yeah. That's yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, or <my> Derek. <laughs> gosh, it's not as bad as Secret Invasion. Oh, Lord, oh no, no. Oh, not no. nearly as bad as Secret Invasion. <laughs> no, 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 that's good. Although Casey liked Secret Invasion. What? Wow, but you can likes- through your choices, Kate. He likes the deep, um, <laughs> he likes the deep yeah, cuts. Deep cuts. There you he, go. Yeah, he enjoys when he's like, oh, I don't know who's real. Bored. I don't know who's not real. Yeah. When he's when he enjoys when he's bored. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the deep, I get the deep cuts. I love the deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> deep cuts and nothing happening. It um, wasn't as bad as She-Hulk. Oh, yes, it was. This? Or this? Secret no, Invasion. No, this or Secret Invasion? <laughs> this wasn't Amazing. as bad as She-Hulk. No. No, this it was not as bad as She-Hulk. I just... I'm tired, guys. I'm tired of having to know everyone's super in-depth backstory to enjoy a TV That's show. fair. And that's fair. I'm that's fair. so tired of that. I'm tired of having to have watched 20 different things to understand a TV show. One Derek, can you imagine I, if the Harry Potter uh, universe oh was also part of Disney Plus and we okay. had to add... No, 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 no. Time, out, time out. There's only nine of those stinking things. Or, no, or whatever. Eight, yeah. Not Eight. anymore. Then you've got... You've got... Fantastic Beasts. You've got a lot of Fantastic Beasts now, so yeah. But there's First so Child. Much, there's still... What, there's 30 Marvel movies now? I love Gina's just yeah. naming them. Like cursed child. What do we have? Other stuff? Part you have, one and you have part the video two. game. We got other stuff. Oh, oh we got the video game. Gosh. Guys, <laughs> I, honestly, that's part of the reason we've been going back into the vault so much is because it keeps me sane. I'm having to watch all these different things that you have to know every little detail. I'm sorry, Star Wars people are as bad as Trekkies. And Marvel okay people that. and Marvel people are degrees. getting up there. I'm yeah, okay good. with that. Where you have to know every single stinking little. It's becoming to the point of almost you can't start to be a fan of these series. Okay. So I just want to say, Derek, I would agree with you. The best, the best a Star Wars series can do is to give you something that is accessible without having to know 20 other right. things. Mandalorian seasons I, I the one first, and two. I think yeah. the first season of Mandalorian did that. I think Andor did that pretty well. You maybe need oh, to know yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I yes. think Andor, Andor did that pretty well. Yeah. Nothing I think else has movies, done that well. 
the movies, the original movies, and even the that. sequel trilogies did that. Not the sequels. No, not the sequel the trilogy. Prequels. The prequels. Well, the prequels were just terrible. Yeah, those the, those were just bad. But the prequels, you didn't know any, you didn't know anything either. Right. Well, no, I agree. But, but yeah. so I would, I would have to. You're talking me in the sequels. I didn't have to know who Luke and Han and Leia were and Chewie were ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But but my Pretty point cool. being, I totally get this is this show is more for fans of the show of the cartoon. Like like did like, like Gina Rebels. You of are the so completely lost in this. Right. Show. They 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 did. I mean, we talked about we talked about it when it first came out. I said I hope they find a way to bring in the 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 Joe Schmo. Star and Wars they fans, have not. They have, they have not. not. They have not. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. And that's the negative. And that's yeah. always my negative is nobody can watch this unless you've seen, unless you are a fan of the animated series. And this is worse than it. This is worse in that level. Yes. Than any other series we have watched before. I agree yes. with that. I agree. With Including that. Marvel. There's some Marvel I series agree. that you don't have to know what have, has happened. There's some pretty right. bad Marvel stuff. No, but, but in yeah. terms of knowing, of a knowing, of the knowledge you need to know, this is the worst of things you have yes. to have back then. Oh. And I agree 100%. Yes. If I have not seen at least 10 Rebels episodes, because that's what we watched. At least, if there were at least 10 Rebels episodes, if you have not watched at least those 10, you've tuned out after episode two. You have. Yeah. You've tuned mm-hmm. out already. You don't care. Unless you have someone who's watched them. So Nick has or, Steve telling him, hey. Or you're on a podcast that requires you to watch them. Right. Yeah. Is Nick enjoying it? He's he's enjoying him. He's like the casual Star Wars fan. There's a couple things I have to sort of mention and explain. Like I had to quickly mm-hmm. tell who the characters are and what's happening, sort of give some of the backstory. Um, so that's helped a little bit, but I'm sort of like between, like I'm below you. Like I don't know right. all the details, but I know enough that I could pick up on what's going on. So. Well, the fact you watched through Rebels, Rebels. that helps. That is oh, really that's what. Helps you, that's really yes. what you need. I mean, there's some stuff in Clone Wars, but this if you've watched Rebels, you you yeah. you got you it. Pick it up because because honestly, the whole Ahsoka Sabine relationship, there's no, this is all new to this. Yeah. Right. I mean, them talking about them talking about having done stuff before. We haven't seen that. No. And and it's gotten better for me. Like, like I think Kate mentioned of um, where the the character voice the actress wasn't matching up but now we've gone through enough like okay i've got used how you're portraying it i could buy into it so that's gotten better for me i feel still um is that rosario dalson who does ahsoka is that right yeah. doesn't quite have the feel that i felt when i saw her appear in rebels so that's true i agree with that too yeah yeah but and then I did read something. People that didn't follow the start the Rebels series were like, "Who's this kid hanging out with Hera?" <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, right. I mean, it's yeah. like, how would you know who that is? Right. 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 So that was just oh. who's this kid? Who's with Hera? Who cares about this kid hanging out with Hera? <laughs> so. I've been. I've finally been playing um, uh, the the video game Fallen Order, which is a Star Wars video game. It's actually four or five years old and i've had it for ages but i never played through it and like 
there's stuff in there that's like so deep dive and it's just i don't know as a fan it's interesting seeing those things as a not a fan yeah i can get why this series is not popular sorry sorry I give it a five. But no, I get you're it. not sorry. You're not sorry <laughs> at all. Sorry, not sorry. I still give it a five. You, you guys can stop watching, and just Gene and I will talk about it every week. I'm they'll be never that. negative. I will have. They'll be stop negative. We'll be, sorry if you didn't watch um, about. <laughs> if you didn't watch Rebels, sorry. <laughs> okay. Plus news. Okay. Using <laughs> plus news because we got to move on from this because this is a wormhole that. Oh, sorry. There's no the wormholes. Aren't Star Wars? This is a um, war. This is a world between. This is a world between more worlds. Well, just so you know, we have so much Disney Plus news. So, goodness. First up, Elemental is being released on Disney Plus September 13th, and we will be reviewing it next week on this show. So that'll be exciting. Uh, after that, the Haunted Mansion will be released on Disney Plus on October 4th. This will be our Halloween show. So join us for the fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be good. I'm I'm holding out hope. Has Next anyone up, on here seen Haunted Mansion yet? Not yet. Steve, is it above or below a 2.5 for you right now? <sighs> Okay, it's, that's it's, 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 it's at least a 2.5. Okay. It's at least a 2.5. Okay. I, I've heard most people I've talked to that have seen it have enjoyed okay. it to some degree. Better or worse than Muppet Haunted Mansion? <laughs> Ooh. Think about it. Well, because that will plan on that to be a question. Okay. When we go over it. Kate, sorry, oh, what do we got for number three? <laughs> number three, this one's a this one's a doozy, y'all. Disney Plus will air a Toy Story themed NFL game on October first. It will take the live NFL game that is happening, convert it into toy players in Andy's room. The plays, announcements, and all action will be converted using various technologies, and will only be on about a 30-second delay from live. Woody, Buzz, and others will make appearances in the background, and Duke Kaboom will make a halftime show jump. That that last line right there, <laughs> I'm watching this. He's Canadian! <laughs> he Canadian. It has the potential to be very, very funny. It does. He's yeah. Canadian. It That's also has Canadian. the potential to be, to be Although, terrible. To be fair, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Baltimore Ravens, so nobody cares about the real game. So. <laughs> and like the Ravens are okay. It's so like 9.30 Eastern on a Sunday, so in the morning. So. Uh, oh, it's, no, one of the, it's one of the it's London a, games? It's one of the London games. Oh. Yes. Excellent. I'm watching. Um, that's the only way I'd be watching that game. 6 a.m. I'm asleep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, The Little Mermaid has had the strongest debut on Disney Plus since Hocus Pocus 2 with 16 million views in its first five days on the service. We are still not watching it on here. Has anyone here watched it yet? No. Okay. I skipped it on the ship. We, Does we anyone said so. really want to watch it at all? <laughs> I, I want to watch it. Honestly, I would like to watch it. Honestly, I do want to see it. Okay, you two watch it. If you think know. you two can give it at least a three, I'll say two point five. No, 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 no. I'm going to say it has to be at least a three. Okay. 
in order for us to watch any remake. I, I'm not saying I want it. To, I want us to do it. I am not a fan of the remake, so I am perfectly fine with us skipping it. I'm just if, if, I'm, if I have it access to it for free, I will watch it. Okay. I am not a fan of the remakes at all. I am a fan of the representation. Yeah, I get that too. So I may watch it just to support the representation. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of the cast, actually. But representation doesn't make it a better movie. No, it doesn't. No, well, it, it absolutely. But I, yeah. So, okay. Lastly, uh, the next set of Launchpad shorts are coming, or I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. The next set of Launchpad shorts is coming on September 29th to Disney+. Plus. These stories are from individuals of underrepresented backgrounds. They're really good. I'm excited about this. I liked the first first really good. group of shorts. Not me thinking that Launchpad, it, that it was going to be about Launchpad and Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> they did another, they did a third season of Launchpad and it's all... <laughs> They do it like they do it like Star Wars Visions and they have all these different animation yeah. studios do stories about Launchpad McQuack. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd watch that. Yes. I, y'all real talk did not know that that was about not about Launchpad McQuack <laughs> until I got to the sentence about underrepresentation. <laughs> so that's where we're at. And that's it for the Disney Duck Plus. Minorities. Okay. Okay. So next week, as you heard. Elemental. Um, it's Disney's biggest. It's it's the newest picture, but it's Disney's biggest hit so far this year. Yeah. In reality, it is. Yes. So partially because it was in theaters for so long. Yeah. But that's it's what we're watching next week. We'll also watch Ahsoka episode five. Um, guys, <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff kind of planned out, but if you've got stuff we really, really need to watch, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com or there's a show we've got coming up that you want to be in on talking about us, you are convinced that we have got to watch the new Little Mermaid series. Or you have convinced that we have got to watch some special that's somewhere on the service. Let me know and we'll throw it in the service so you can try and convince us why we're all wrong. Because I haven't been told I was super wrong in a while. Um, <laughs> in so, fact, I think tonight oh, was the first time that Steve... Nope. 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 Because apparently you weren't paying attention last week. <laughs> I know it's been two weeks in a row that I'm lower than Derek in my ratings. Yeah. What did we watch last week? Apple Dumpling Gang. Three of us gave it, it was the same rating as this week. Three of us gave it a three. Steve gave it a two and a half. <gasps> you not rebel. Hold up for Steve. These are not holding up for Steve. <laughs> Yeah. We're just going to call you Ahsoka because you're a rebel. Now, let's go look at our overall average ratings. I'm like a half a point behind everybody. That tracks. But, um, guys, we have new episodes coming out every Thursdays on YouTube and all major podcasting services for Kate, Gina, Steve, and Pete. We will see everyone next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. watching this week's episode of the plus platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel 
where you can watch all future episodes live. If you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Continued.